0: Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living Broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia.
1: Thank you, uh, man. I got three Bibles up here right now, which means i am got a long time to preach. So y'all just buckle up. I'm going to sit these right here. for Get your Bible. I'm going to preach out of the Word, brother. Uh, man. Well, let me just start by saying this, Um, so far, this is not going the way it was supposed to go. Um, What's supposed to happen on this April the 3rd is that this is uh, the Sunday at the end of a spring break for one school system. And the start of a spring break for another school system. And so, this is what's supposed to happen. Uh, I'm supposed to be the holiday preacher, which means that there ain't supposed to be a lot of people here. And really, I'm supposed to come in and give you a word because you just don't really want to be here because everybody else is at the beach. And that ain't the way it's going. Uh, that, ain't, that, that, ain't, that ain't what's happening today. And man, you people came to worship today. Uh, and and I, I don't know, um, man, that, see, I was supposed to come up here and, and give you something, and you were supposed to be cool. That was the holiday preacher. Let's go enjoy the rest of our break, and, and all is good. And, and that ain't what's happening. I'm just telling you, I'm going to be real with you for a minute. Try not to get emotional. You guys, the Holy Spirit just gave me in the last 30 minutes what I needed. If I'm, if I'm honest, I was empty coming here this morning. Pastor John just said it, man it just sometimes we just go and go and go and ministry is awesome. but man, the last month has just been heavy. you know, looking right here at a funeral I had to do this month and and just the weight of pastoring so many people. And it gets heavy. And and I'm just being real. I'm supposed to come in here and give you something this morning and you just gave me what I needed. I I, I couldn't be more happy with, with ministry, but sometimes, man, ministry will just keep us busy. There's a difference in ministry and God. Let me just say that. There's a the difference. We can be, be busy with ministry and never really be getting any closer to God. I don't know who that's for, as much is for me as anybody else. And so I say all that to say this is not going the way it's supposed to. So thank you. Uh, this church means the world to me. Uh, y'all have been faithful supporters, encouragers, partners. Uh, for so many years, and uh, I am so 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 grateful uh, for what you mean to me. And uh, I'm gonna try to get unemotional and, and give you a message, and uh, and uh, we'll see if we can't get through this thing. But uh, but thank you, Covenant Life. Thank you, Pastor John. Uh, Robbie, uh, Robbie, man, you you are a rock for me. And uh, I don't know, is this the cool thing to call you now, Corey Coco? Is that right? Coco. Man, what y'all are doing up here with this worship team? Keep on keeping on, brother. Keep on keeping on. Let's give it up for Coco. Oh, my gosh. We going to church, all right? I needed that. I needed to go to church this morning. We just went, all right? Uh, so, hey, let's uh, let's jump into this thing. Uh, man, I, I do want to share just a few numbers, uh. uh Pastor John hit them better. Can I start just carrying you around with me and just let you kind of ask for money and things like that and uh, share numbers, and uh, that'll work. Uh, man, God, God has been good. Uh, four counties, as he said. Uh, we're up. Man, I just if I, if I just want to celebrate with you guys and let you know because y'all are partners of ours, uh, we are up just in the last year of going from 40 campuses served to 53 campuses served. So those those high schools, middle schools, elementary schools, uh, we're up to fifty-three of those bad boys now. Um, uh, up from just this is what God's doing, and again, don't please don't hear me as complaining, man. Sometimes you know you just go and you go and you go and you look and you look at numbers and you're like, God, you're so good, and and, and here's what I'm really bad at. Okay, I'm, this is all free. I don't know if this is for anybody else but me, but uh, I'm I'm really bad. Like I, I'm a I'm a results-driven person. And uh, and man, I just put my head down and go, and uh, and we, we just and and sometimes we don't take the pause and the breath uh, that we need to take, and so uh, I try to work on that. But man, it, the last year feels like it's just been head down and and uh, and going, and God is blessing, and we're growing. We're up from a uh, hundred and sixty huddles to two hundred and four uh, over the last year. So uh, that's how many served four thousand kids. What he said? Here's what's crazy. Uh, since last year we've gone from eight staff to 13 staff uh, in West Georgia and so man all that means is just uh, more people being reached with the gospel and uh, we are uh, local missionaries uh, if you if you listen to the new uh, local radio station 89.1 shameless plug for them uh, you get to hear my voice with the same recording for the last year I probably need to go change that but I do believe, uh, that we get to go on the largest local mission field, and that is our school campuses. And, man, there's some folk that need some Jesus uh, on those school campuses. And so, hey, thank you all for going with us. You may not do it every day, but, man, your prayers, your financial support, your uh, just your encouragement uh, keeps us keeping on. So thank you so much. For, for FCA, uh, I am going to get to a message, and I promise I won't be – okay, I won't make that promise um, – because then I'll lie from the pulpit, and that ain't good either. So I, I'm just going to go, and we're going to see where the guy goes. For the last year, uh, FCA, we, we kind of have an annual theme every year, uh, and it just kind of, we pull from it. And, and I will say this, if, you've, if you're used to Jay Webb preaching, I threw Robbie off because he sent me uh, a message the other night. He's like, hey, I need your notes, uh, your points, and all that stuff. And I literally, I just sent him a title and two scriptures, uh, and that's crazy for me because I'm usually the dude that has three, ser- three points to every sermon. They all start with the same letter. It's all good. Like, we're all, we're all well there. And it's just, that's not what God's been doing in my life here lately. I've just kind of been just pulling stuff out. And so, uh, in this theme of FCA, we've been in this title, this kind of theme for the last year, Pursue right? Pursue. Uh, we pull that from First Timothy six eleven. It says this, but you, man of God, but you, j Webb; but you, you put your name in it, flee from these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness, right? And so I've just been in this last year, like all of these things that I should be pursuing, that we should be pursuing. And so that's kind of where we are. Like y'all are actually getting like I don't know, like the sixth sermon. Um, I act like I pastor a local church and I've got this six-step, you know, six-sermon uh, series that everybody here. You didn't hear any of the first five, so I don't know why I'm telling you that, but that's what I've kind of been doing is just building off of this pursue thought, right? Uh, and so I think first, as we talk about pursue, uh, it's really important for us to get the definition of the word, right? To pursue something is to follow in order to catch, to go after something, right? Like, if you're pursuing something, there is a goal with a pursuit. Paul says it this way, like, I don't just beat at the air. Like, I don't just go through life just shadow boxing with nothing. I press towards the prize, right? Right? And so that's what we're talking about is a pursuit is something that we are trying to obtain. And every one of us are in a pursuit of something, right? I think the question is, what are we pursuing? That's the question for us, right? Even for me, it's like God will convict me even this morning. Like, man, it's cool to pursue ministry, but if that's all I pursue, I will be empty. So the question for us is what are we pursuing? Is it a career? Is it a status? Is it the American dream? Is it our Lord and our Savior? What are we pursuing? Here's what I know is that pursuit requires action. The moment that we stop moving is the moment that we stop pursuing. And so as we chase after God, as we pursue our Savior, man, if we find ourselves in a stagnant place, we're no longer pursuing. And so my prayer for me, my prayer for you, is that we never stop moving, that every day we are getting closer to our Savior. And so this morning, in the sixth sermon of a six-part series that you'll never hear the beginning to or the end to, you just happen to get the title of Pursue Contentment. The other five, just in case you need to know, Pursue Truth, Pursue Mission, Pursue your calling, pursue worship, pursue the word, and today, pursue contentment. Mm, what a word, right? So we're going to be going this morning, if you have your Bibles, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3 through 6, uh, and we're going to talk this morning about godliness and contentment. If you're ready for that, can I get an amen? I like it. I like feedback, right? Y'all, y'all preach me a little bit harder here. Like I, I like to go right. Like I mean, the more amens, the more I go. Or you may not want that. You may want me to shut up. So you may sit there quiet. I don't know. But uh, I like I like a little feedback. So here we are in First Timothy uh, chapter six, verse number three. It says this: If anyone teaches false doctrine and does not agree with the sound teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ and with the teaching that promotes godliness. He is conceited and understands nothing, but has an unhealthy interest in disputes and arguments over words. Mm. From these come envy, quarreling, slander, evil suspicions, I like reading from the screen, and constant disagreement among people whose minds, look check this, it's that truth thing I just talked about, whose minds are depraved and deprived of the truth. Who imagine that godliness is a way to material gain. Last verse. But godliness and contentment is great gain. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Uh, We thank you for loving us, Lord. We thank you for this time together. Uh, We thank you for your spirit that just moves among us. (laughs) God, may that not stop here. God, it does no good. If we receive it and receive it and receive it, and then we don't pursue anything when we walk out of the doors today. So God, help us to walk out these doors today, changed, filled to overflowing, so that we can go make you more famous. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's talk about this. So here's what's happening. If you go to that scripture, there's a group of people, okay, and not us, none of y'all, okay, not me right who have took their eyes off of Jesus and lost pursuit of the truth it says up there if anyone teaches false doctrine and does not agree with the sound teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ right so what's happening here is they started to listening to listen to other people's words instead of digging in for themselves and i want to stop right there for a minute okay Now, listen, probably the greatest tragedy of my life is that for 18 years of my life, what Jesus had to say came through the pastor on Sunday mornings, and that was it. Now, listen, I love John Butler. Love him. One of his biggest fans. But if the only thing you're getting is what John Butler says on Sunday mornings, you're missing out on some stuff. And so for 18 years of my life, man, I couldn't tell you what God was really saying to me through his word. It was just what the pastor was saying on Sunday mornings. And that's kind of what's happening right here is that they've lost this pursuit of the word for themselves. And all of a sudden, man, I don't know if you know this, I'm going to fail sometimes. He's going to fail sometimes. And if you're just counting on us to fill your spiritual tank, you're going to be let down. And so that's what's happening in the word right here is that, man, people have just lost this pursuit of the word for themselves. And so they start listening to these other teachings, these false doctrines, all of these things, right, and all of a sudden, they find themselves kind of headed down this slippery slope, right? Like, I don't, I don't think they're bad people. Like, none of us wake up and say, you know what? I'm just going to go listen to some false doctrine today and some bad teaching, and then we're going to get into some fights and some quarrels and some evil stuff. Like, it's not, what, it's not what we mean to happen, right? But, like, if we catch ourselves not constantly getting in the word for ourselves... Then, then all of those things that were mentioned, envy, quarreling, slander, evil suspicions, constant disagreements that you put on Facebook. They don't say that in a word, but I just thought that was for somebody. All right. Uh, constant disagreements whose minds, here, here's where it is, depraved and deprived of the truth. And so all I'm seeing here is that, man, when, when they quit digging in the word for themselves, when we quit digging into the word for ourselves, we will find ourselves in this place that we did not mean to get to, that we just find ourselves quarreling and arguing and getting caught up in things that don't matter. I mean, Lord, where are we at? Or we have been talking about a dude slapping a dude all week long. That's where we are in the world. Quarreling, disagreements, because we're finding our truth in somewhere else besides the word of God. And so we have to lock our eyes on Jesus. And when we don't lock our eyes on Jesus, we will find ourselves being deceived by the enemy. And when we're deceived and we don't have our eyes locked in, we are easy prey. Amen. And so that's all I'm. That has nothing to do with contentment. I'm just leading up to contentment. Okay, all right. And so, man, we have to lock our eyes on Jesus, on the truth of His word. And when we get there, and we can do that, Paul then tells us that we'll find ourselves pursuing two things right godliness and contentment that's where we need to be right is to pursue godliness and contentment and that's where we're going to land this morning is to say man how do we pursue those two things so first thing that we must look at is what god it tells us right here what godliness is not godliness check this Says it in the scripture right here. I'm not, I'm not changing it. This is not Jay's translation. Godliness is not a way to material gains. That, that's what it says. That, that, that when they did want to get godly, because they had been listening, they hadn't been seeking the truth on their own, when they did want to get godly, it all of a sudden would go, I'm going to get godly so I can get something. Right? That, that he says it. Paul says it pretty clear right here Godliness is not a way to material gains. Godliness does not mean comfort. This, this, I'm about to read this, because y'all can tell when I read somebody else's writing, because it sounds a lot smarter. Because I just, I ain't very smart, so I just get loud and yell and energetic, and you think that I know what I'm talking about a little bit more. But I read this, and I thought it was really good, and it's way over anything that I could write. But it says this, Very commonly, Christianity is presented on the basis of what you will gain By following Jesus. Personal success, happiness, a stronger family, more security, a higher salary, more scholarship offers, more friends, etc. Right? Let me say, very commonly, Christianity is presented on the basis of what you will gain by following Jesus. And that is a dangerous, dangerous place to be. Paul is simply warning us here, man, do not ever confuse godliness with material gains. This is kind of what it looks like. Now, let me go. That was somebody else's writing because they're smart. Let me give you the J Webb translation. Let's dumb it down a little bit. All right. All right. This, this is what I think it, it means. It's like, it may like, it looks like this. God, I will do this if you can just do this. Right? Right? God, God, I will clean up my. Oh, I'm on the school campus every day. Lord Jesus, we need this one. God, I will clean up my language if you'll just give me the dub. That that means win. W. I'm preaching on the kid level right now. If man, if, if man, if you'll give us the win tonight, man, man, we're gonna do. We're gonna practice hard next week. We're gonna clean up our language, man. God, if you'll just give me the win. If you will do this, I will do this. God, I will, now this gets a little more real. God, I'll start praying more if you'll, if you'll just heal Grandma Gladys. Now, I don't know if there's a Gladys in here. That's just a name that sounds like a grandma name. So I'm not, I'm not saying anything. That's just a name I picked. All right, I should have used Brenda because that's grandma's name. So Brenda, all right, if you'll just, God, I will start praying more if you'll heal Grandma. God, God, man, if you will just get me out of this mess, I, I'll start going to church. If you'll, God, if man, if man, if you can just send me, golly, we're in a financial bind. God, let me. I will start reading my Bible. More. Does that make sense? That's what we do, and that's what we translate godliness to be. Is like, man, God, I will clean up a little bit if you will just do this for me. And Paul's saying, man, God has never given us; He's never promised comfort. He's never promised that, man, if we'll do this, he'll do this. Like, man, we just got to search after him and go after him. And sometimes that may be good and sometimes that may be bad, but God is not a genie in a bottle where we say, hey, I'll be godly if you'll do this. And so all I'm saying is, man, as we pursue something, let's pursue godliness. Here's what godliness is, man. I'm getting way off, all right? Godliness is being more focused on the blesser than the blessing. More focused on the creator than the created, right? Right? That's what godliness is and saying, God, man, I just want to set my eyes on you. It's a pursuit of righteousness and faith and love and gentleness and moral excellence and humility and meekness. And the list can come on. But I'm just telling you, if we will lock our eyes on Jesus, godliness will ooze out. You You can't put some divisive post on Facebook if your eyes are locked on Jesus. I'm just saying you can't do it. And so all I'm trying to challenge you to do this morning is not get caught up in the slippery slope, the quarreling and the arguments and all of those things, and just simply say, God, I want to fix my eyes on you today, and let's see where that gets me. Hey, it may get you in a third world country serving in an orphanage somewhere. I don't know. It, didn't, it doesn't promise comfort, but I'm just saying, lock your eyes on Jesus and godliness will ooze out. All right, that's my point one. Pursue God. It's crazy. I don't have any points. I don't know what to do because I'm using a lot. Like, that's point one. It's on the screen. Now there's point two. Uh, I, don't, I ain't doing that this morning, so I'm confused by my own self. All right, so here we go. That's godliness. Pursue godliness. It says this, but godliness with contentment. Mm, contentment. What a word, right? I am going to act smart for a minute. I'm not. But we went to the original Greek for this one, Pastor John. Watch out now. Oh, man, the original Greek word for contentment, I like saying this. It's the only reason I'm preaching it, is astarkia. It doesn't spell like that. But I hit the little, when I'm looking in the, uh, in the Greek translation, there's a little sound, like a little volume button that you can hit. Amen. Because I'm like, dude, do you want me to say that? So I hit the little blue button that looks like a little microphone thing, and it says it for me. And so when it says it, it's got this <laughs> in it. Like it was, it's not like you're hocking a loogie. Um, but astakaya is what it says, right? I'm not even going to give you the spelling because then you'll think you don't even know what you're saying because it's not spelled like that at all. But the blue button that said it for me, that's how it said it. Contentment means ostakaya, which means this. Self-sufficiency. Contentment equals self-sufficiency. Now that sounded weird to me. It, it really did, so I got to kind of looking because that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're not just supposed to you, you got to get to looking into it. And so I, at first, I'm like, self-sufficiency? That's that's what you meant when you wrote this in the Greek, was, was self-sufficiency? It just that just sounds backwards. Because when I look at it, it, it sounds prideful that, man, I I could just rely on self. But, But this is what I mean. I started digging in, and this is what it means, contentment. It is not a sufficiency on self alone. Hear this. This is contentment, but the understanding that everything we need can be found within us because that's where the Holy Spirit dwells. Let me say that one more time. Contentment self-sufficiency. It is not a sufficiency on self alone but the understanding that everything we need can be found within us because that is where the Holy Spirit dwells. And so what contentment is this is it. it. Because man we live in an America that man we can get uncontent real quick. This is contentment. Knowing that everything you need is already within you. That's contentment. That if you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, you've got all you need. I don't know what that's going to look like in the banking account. I don't know what that's going to look like in the form of a promotion. I don't know what that's going to look like in the form of how many people come into the church. But what I do know is that contentment is simply saying, God, you've given me everything that I need. That is contentment. Contentment. Understanding this, that contentment will never, ever, ever come from external things. External things will always leave you wanting something more. More money, bigger house, more people in the church, more likes, more status, more, more, more. That's what external things will do. But contentment says, man, God, you've given me Everything that I need, contentment is found when our heart is rooted not in external things, but in eternal things. When we get caught up in earthly things, man, we will find ourselves discontent. I love illustrations. Robbie knows this so well. My son asked me what I was doing with this this morning when I walked out of the house. I said, I'm giving it to the children's workers, and that's how they will keep y'all contained while I preach. And he looked at me with, like, he probably really thought I was going to do that, but you know. This is uh, my rope. That that was a good kick. That was good. All right. It's okay if it looks a little crazy in the middle. So, I've used this illustration before in, in other ways, but... Contentment, this, this is it for me. Contentment, this red part of this rope represents our life here on earth. Now, I just did a funeral for a 15-year-old girl. That red may not go as long for some as it does others. But nevertheless, the red represents our life here on earth. The white represents eternity. I, just, I want you to get the picture. This is my life here on earth. This is eternity. And so many times, discontentment comes because we get so focused on this little part right here if you want to find contentment if you want to pursue contentment then it's when our hearts and our minds get focused on the white that's where we find contentment is that when what everything that i'm doing is focused on the eternal everything that I'm doing says, man, God, you've given me all that I need and I'm just going to keep chasing after you and I don't care what the Joneses have and I don't care what everybody else has and I don't care the popularity or what other ministries are doing. I'm just going to focus on you because we've got to put hell out of business. That came from a 15-year-old kid the other day at Worship on the lawn. I thought that was pretty good, right? Like, we are here to put hell out of business, and if we get so focused on this little red part, we ain't gonna do it. And so, man, to be content says, man, I want to focus on the eternal. Here's another uh, one that's way smart. Uh, I get, I love, I love, if you don't do this, this is free, free of charge, Pastor John. Uh, Blue, Blue Letter Bible is one of my favorite Bible apps, okay? just Just so you know, if you really wanna get in uh, to Scripture and just look at commentaries and concordance and definitions. That's where I hit that little blue button and said Ash All right, it's like a pirate. Um, then, then Blue Letter Bible. I challenge you: download it, read, study. But I found this studying contentment, and this comes from Clark. I don't know who Clark is. It just says Clark. It's not Webb. It's Clark. But it said this. It requires but little of this world's goods to satisfy a man who feels himself to be a citizen of another country. Let me read that again. It requires but little of this world's goods to satisfy a man who feels himself to be a citizen of another country and knows that this is not his rest. We find contentment When we understand that we're just passing through right here, that we're really just going somewhere else, that's where we find contentment is to say, man, I am just passing through, and I'm going to make you as famous as I can while I'm here on this earth, and I'm going to put hell out of business while I can here on this earth, but it's really just getting to the next place, to the final destination, to home, right? And so that is what contentment is. I'm almost done. The one thing that will make you just check this. This could be point three, uh, Robbie. I don't know where you are, but this could be point three. The one thing that will put you into discontentment quicker than anything else is comparison. Comparison. It's, it's been said that that comparison is the robber of joy. That that here here's this is just real simple. Right. I, I, write this down if you take notes. Comparison equals wanting. Contentment equals trusting. Comparison equals wanting. Contentment equals trusting. Contentment just says, God, I'm going to trust you with everything that I am, that my heart is set on you, that my heart is set on eternity, that my heart is set on eternal things and not external things, and I'm just gonna keep trusting in every moment, trusting you with my health, trusting you with my finances, trusting you with my kids, trusting you with my ministry. God, I'm just gonna keep trusting you. I don't care what the other people are doing. I don't care what their lives look like. That's just gonna make me want, 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 and that's not what you have for me. God, I'm going to trust you in the middle of this Contentment. Last thing, Philippians 4, 13. Probably one of the most famous scriptures in all of the word. Probably one of the most misused scriptures in all of the word. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Man, I've heard that said about man, you'd be on a football field, and you know, you're running backs, four foot eleven, 125 pounds. And your middle linebacker's six foot four, 260 pounds. And you're like, Lord, I can do all things through Christ who give me strength. No, you about to get flat back, bro. Like, that's no, don't don't be bringing God in the middle of this. No, I'm just kidding. No, like, but like it's the, it's misused. Like, man, I can do all things, man. I just, man, God, I can I can do all things. God, you're gonna you're gonna give me that car. I can do all things. More, we're gonna get that big old house. I can do all things, man. God, man, church, man. We're gonna get to a thousand. We're gonna be a mega church. I can do all things. Like I'm not saying that all of that's wrong, but we misuse it because I think what we really have to do is read uh, Philippians 4:11, 12, and 13. And this is what that says. I don't say, this is Paul talking, I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to become content in whatever circumstances I find myself in. I know how to make do with little, and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance, in abundance or in need, I am able to do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so what Paul is saying is contentment, self-sufficiency, he's saying that everything I need is already right here within me. I am able to face any circumstances, the lack, the poverty, the beatings. I, I love this when I look at Paul, man. Like, it's like this is coming from, from a guy that had been on the top of the mountain In the lowest of valleys, right, a guy that had been beaten with rods, pelted with stones, spent time in prison for preaching the gospel, shipwrecked three different times, lost at sea, and yet through it all, he knew that his strength would never come from from the external things but through the internal and eternal things. And so all I'm saying is the next time we say, I can do all things, be ready. Because our all things may look different than God's all things. And so I'm just challenging you this morning to be content because God has already given you everything that you need. Godliness plus contentment equals great gain. And so, man, when we walk out these doors today, my prayer for you is that, man, you will pursue one him with everything that you are. And that you will not ever find yourself getting in this comparison game, this wanting game, this this game of, man, i got to have more. But simply saying, God, everything that I need is right here within me. And today I choose to focus on what you've put within me, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I choose to lock my eyes on you. And God, if it doesn't have anything to do with eternity, I don't want anything to do with it. Challenge yourself on that when it comes to, to, to social media and the quarrels and the, and the envy and, and the arguments. Is, is like, man, if it don't have anything to do with eternity, I don't want anything to do with it. Now, you keep watching these sports. I like that stuff. But don't get so caught up in the outcome. Team Jesus is undefeated. You know what I'm saying? And so my prayer is that you find contentment. Lord, we know that all we need is you. God, we know that all we have is because of you. And so today, God, may we find ourselves sufficient on you having plenty because of you. God, may the Holy Spirit just rise up inside of us. May we not get caught up in the things that don't matter. May we not get caught up in the external things. May we not get caught up in happiness. God, may we get caught up in you. God, and when we are caught up in you, when we are fixed on you, when our eyes and our hearts and our minds are set on you, God, that is where we will find contentment. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.